This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. We are already into February, and I am lingering in thought about leaving the year 2020 behind us. At the same time, I am embracing my sense of relief that perhaps we have seen the worst and better days are ahead. I am content to be a persistent optimist. So today, I am going to dish up a serving of inspirations which, hopefully, will help us create a sense of wonder. Inspirations, brief moments of experiences and dreams to share with you, so our beleaguered souls can explore in imagination. And I am wrapping it up tightly in love and with music. So the music today includes torch songs from my mother, Elizabeth Betty Kuhn, and operatic and traditional selections from my own vault of recordings. There is a sense of inspiration in all the music you will hear today. And as I have not been able to visit my 90-year-old mother for the last year, I feel inclined to bind that gap with her music. Betty Kuhn's stylist touch was heard in our intro with My Ideal. And here she is again with I've Got My Love to Keep Me Warm. The snow is snowing have finally said goodbye to 2020. Not only do those words give me a shiver of fear as I remember the extreme challenges of what we have experienced over the last year, but the engage within me an earnestness to embrace 2021 with the outstretched arms of hope. I have spent my life looking for inspiration in every corner of positive and negative experiences. Looking over the past year of the panoply of emotions that we have experienced in dealing with a pandemic, I'm seeing frustration, anger, sorrow, and fear. Our limits of strength have been continually tested. Some have been fortunate enough to make it this far without experiencing severe tragedy, but all of us have felt the rug being pulled out from underneath us. And at the same time, we have probably found it hard to stand back up and feel grounded enough to keep our balance. 
it's as if trust has been slipping through our fingers. With our entry to 2021, I would like to offer a brief message of hope and inspiration. It is carved by the essence of discovery, a renewed spark of creativity which enables us to find a glistening new direction. And I will introduce it with the words of J.R.R. Tolkien, who wrote, Still round the corner there may wait, a new year or a secret gate. Tolkien beckons us with a ray of playful mystery in the anticipation that a new horizon is waiting for us. But the overriding message is that there is choice. How many of us are desiring to walk through that secret gate right now? to find a sense of wonder in a new direction, to find hope in the face of chaos. Well, we can find that portal. We can discover it through building our own personal strength, by building trust and connection, of making decisions right now to help others, to reach out with care and be rewarded with grace. It may come in the form of buying a family much-needed groceries or donating to those who have lost their homes to help them get back on their feet to move forward, or just genuinely listening to someone right now. Every intention you actively realize to build trust in this world will come back to you a thousandfold. 2021 can welcome us with a new direction if we work to make that change. That motivation starts within ourselves first. The new year is waiting for us. The secret gate is not locked. The path is lit by the luminescence of honest dedication within ourselves to walk on and create a sense of renewed hope and wonder.
is a coat that I cherish in my closet. I bought it many years ago at a delightful vintage shop on one of my favorite side alleys off of Wigmore Street in London. The moment I saw it, I adored the 40s-style padded shoulders and elegant swing style. It is a mushroom color with a shawl collar and is lightweight so it doesn't add extra heaviness to a winter's day. But the most striking reason that my eye was initially drawn to this coat was the lining. It was a stunning, heavy satin. It possessed a beautiful sheen, and the color was something that I can only describe as silver. With the voluminous swing styling, I felt as if I could get lost in the myriad of fabric. I laughed to myself as that thought conjured up the vision of the arc of the turn of a magician's cloak. I felt as if I could disappear to another world in the satin. Well, today I was going through my coats to see what I should keep and what I can give away. My precious swing coat is now starting to look threadbare, but I won't part with it. The seduction of the silver lining has once again tempted me to disappear into its pathway to imagination, allowing me the time and space to find playfulness. And suddenly, I realize that my usual sense of play in creating a sense of wonder for myself has been subdued by the threatening sense of anxiety from the pandemic. I was drawn to this coat by its beautiful style and color. I am now drawn to reflect on the options that the thought of the silver lining inspires within me. Can the folds of the lining allow me to disappear to another world where I can play and feel safe? Perhaps that world could offer me light and hope in the face of the pandemic. Or perhaps this moment of falling away from reality is what my beleaguered mind needs right now. If I allow my thoughts to wander, the world that I am drawn to is as comforting as the feeling of one falling into a benevolent dream. We are all exhausted from the pandemic and the chaos of its wake. But perhaps as dangerous is the underlying wound that has left its mark on us, the grief that has beset the world as we struggle to find our confidence again. Winter has closed in around us. It is a time to follow the natural pull inwards that shorter days invoke. With the pandemic still raging, we should reflect on how we will move forward and with what responsibility for our fellow man, such as the simple act of wearing a mask. We do not have experience in dealing with a pandemic, nor do most of us have any training in facing one. But we do have the ability to bring a childlike wonder to our sheltering in and caring for ourselves and others. We are learning as we go along, facing the constant isolation and anxiety. Facing fear is what we do best as Americans, of not backing down and allowing fear to cripple us. Historically, our strength has been our positivity in the face of the worst of circumstances. So if we take a moment and face ourselves in the worst of days, perhaps we can find how, our, how deep our strength runs. We are all tired, but we cannot allow our optimism to be diminished.
So am I right to speak of silver linings right now? Yes, I think so. Our silver linings are in our standards and integrity. They are with us at every turn if we choose to recognize it. And if we add a healthy dose of imagination and wistful playfulness during these dark days of the pandemic, it may ease our way to the pathway of healing. Search for your own special coat and wrap yourself tight for the coming months. And as my swing coat creates a sense of wonder with a beautiful silver lining, it is also a mirror that demands the honest reflection of what I bring to it. Look into your silver lining. If you can excavate deeply enough, I promise that you will find your own fanciful world of self-preservation, much-needed childlike imagination, and solace.
let's talk about the power of changing perspective and finding authentic confidence. I can do this best if I share a personal story with all of you. I have been fortunate in my life to have wonderful grandparents, but it was my mother's mom, Helena Ailing, who was my favorite. She was a little firecracker with a fluff of silvery hair who loved to laugh and was passionate about life. A deeply spiritual woman, she lived by high standards, but yet was delightfully earthy. She bustled around with the endless energy of a little hen, and at four feet, eleven inches, her energy seemed magnified by her round girth. She had grown up in a household where everyone engaged in singing around the piano after dinner. It was a ritual that she made sure was handed down to her own family and children. The Ailing family bonded through music making, so when my singing talent was recognized early on, she was my most willing and able devotee. In many ways, she was a key player in my success. Instead of smothering me with expectation, she was a quiet initiator of my confidence. When she asked how my singing was going, she would do so in a hushed voice. There were no demands just a caring willingness to be my main cheerleader. I felt as if I was blissfully carried on her wings of deep belief in my talent. One summer on one of my visits back home from London, I arrived with a heavier heart. After several important singing engagements, my work had tapered off. My beloved singing teacher had passed away, and I felt I was not on my mark and without my teacher for the first time, I felt as if my able-bodied support team was dwindling. I was going through a period when I was losing trust in so many advisors that surrounded me. I felt I was losing my edge. So I went home, as I would often do, to try to find my balance in the loving care of my family and the simplicity of Eastern Oregon. Helena Ailing recognized immediately that I wasn't speaking much about my music career. I was avoiding that conversation with everyone. My grandmother was looking through the walls that I had deftly erected around me. At that time, she lived in the granny flat in my parents' house, as my grandfather had passed away the year before. I would visit her several times a day, and one evening I popped in while she was doing her knitting. We chatted, and then suddenly, without looking up at me, she said, So, you're not believing in yourself. It wasn't a question. In one statement, she was taking down my walls. And without ever looking up from her knitting, she listened as I explained that I felt blocked and my worries about not getting the jobs that I felt I should be. As I spoke... I could feel her attachment to me. The tangible feeling was that of willing me to move forward, to avoid being paralyzed by fear. She looked at me gently with those impish eyes of hers and told me I just needed to believe in myself and stay focused on the best work that I could offer. She went on to ask me if my perception of my insecurities at the time were true or imagined. And then she added, 
that she had not heard me practice singing for the last three days. It was said without judgment, just a simple observation. Well, I left her and went to bed feeling that what I needed at the moment was simply what Helena Ailing had laid out in front of me. Belief is everything. We can all have moments of low confidence. But my grandmother had encouraged me to shift my perspective. And she had gently prodded me with a stick in her observation that by not practicing, I was no longer protecting my talent, but rather losing discipline, which a singer can never afford to do. Perhaps the lessons from the more challenging points in life, whether we recognize them ourselves or they are offered to us on a silver platter by an objective outsider, are the richest opportunity to look at our perspective. If we are held in the tyranny of self-sabotage in our work, then we need to reassess why we don't believe. With a focus on the best work that we can muster, we will find our way back on track. A shift in the perspective of our belief may be all we need to allow a new teacher, a mentor, or ally into our lives and our work. Sometimes, all it takes is a grandmother. Grandmothers are often the key masters who can dismantle defenses. In this case, the bustling little Helena with her silvery shock of hair and understanding eyes was all I needed to help me with a little disruption of my thought process. She said very little in suggestion, but her words were actual gold dust, and her belief in me was enough to derail my slipstream of self-doubt. I took on what she suggested. I started to believe in myself again and looked to the future while welcoming some changes to build my strength. But what about you? If you feel that you have lost your confidence and you are fortunate enough to have a mentor or a grandmother who isn't afraid to speak up, then you are blessed. But if not, it is okay to allow a shift in your perspective in how you view your life. And trust your instincts about observations being given to you by your trusted friends and colleagues. Perhaps it is time to bring down your walls and really listen. And remember, perceptions are molded by your expectations. Keep your expectations realistic and be open to a new perspective. Sometimes that is all that we need to approach a new threshold in our lives.
Inspiring is one of my great joys. I hope you have something to take away from today's show. It is my pleasure to take us away from the pandemic and into the world where we can still embrace our dreams. And thank you to my mother, Betty Kuhn, for the gift of her voice. And the recordings you heard of mine were the lovely Song to the Moon from the opera Rusalka by Antonin Dvorak, here with the London Philharmonic Orchestra from a live concert. Ich habe ein glühen Messer from the songs of a wayfarer by Gustav Mahler, accompanied by pianist Grant Lunig. And the Woodcutter Song by Ralph Vaughan Williams, ably assisted by David Holkabor from our CD recording, Reverence. I hope you will visit Center Stage with PamelaCoon.com for more information on my shows or go to PamelaCoonVoice.com. Stay safe, stay well, and be good to yourselves out there. This is Pamela Coon, and the curtain is now down on Center Stage. <laughs>